The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. I think I was like, you haven't been down on me in ages. And then I realised it's probably because like, he thinks he's going to fucking floss his teeth. Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about, like the facts. I'm sorry, I do actually have a fact. Um, I don't know if you've ever had, you had have you had laser? Hair removal. Your, as in your vagina lasered? Yes. We've had this discussion, right? Okay, so like yeah. I have had my vagina lasered. I love it. It was great. And I stopped doing it because basically the area that just wasn't fucking going was the like lips area. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. like the top bit is completely gone. Like I literally, I'm like bald. But then the lips bit. And then like, I just, I, no matter how many times I was going and I felt like also like, the person I was going to, like, when I went to, like, different people, they just weren't being that efficient of, like, getting right in there and, like, getting all done. And I'm quite anal about it. And um, so I just stopped doing it, right? And then um, recently, like, I... So I've just been waxing that area. And they're quite good here because they'll just charge me for a bikini line rather than, like, the whole thing. Anyway, so, like, I noticed the other day, like... Because also another thing is, like, when you've had the top bit lasered, you can't see the underneath. And I looked at my vagina the other day and I was like, it literally looked so fucking weird because it was like... It like was a little goatee? Like, it was literally like a beard. Like a <laughs> because the top bit was completely smooth and just like the lips just had like the longest hairs as well because of course like I've let it grow for ages because I just haven't realised I needed to get it done. And then like I actually said to... What's his face? <laughs> no, I can't call him that. My boyfriend. Your boyfriend. Yeah. It's so like hard to say my boyfriend, which is so ridiculous because I say it in like normal life on here because I'm so used to calling someone by name. I, I said, I was like, you haven't been down on me in ages. And then I realized it's probably because like he thinks he's going to fucking floss his teeth. Anyway, so. You're like Belly, belly Go Gruff. Literally, Belly Go Gruff. Billy, you know what? Listen, we are got such to advocates of laser hair removal, but it is it. sore. It is not painful. And anybody that hasn't had it done, it's basically when you lay with your legs, sometimes arse spread open in a very uncouth, undignified manner. And they have a laser and it feels it's like somebody has, pardon? It's quite scary. Well, it feels like a, I don't know how you would describe it, but like somebody getting an elastic band and just flicking it on your skin. So there's, it definitely takes your breath away. And as you can appreciate the labia, i.e. the flaps are um, a very, very, very sensitive area. So um, proceed at your own peril. In my opinion, it's well worth it. And especially with summer upon us, people are having it done increasingly to go on their holidays, which leads me seamlessly oh, onto my fact of the day. God, I'm getting so good at this seamless transition. Um, okay. According to the, uh, you know, the rag of the UK that people seem to love, the Daily Mail, our good friends, 26% of Britons have had a holiday romance at least once in their life. 11% are currently married with the stranger they met on holiday no. and 19% of women have increased sex desire for holiday sex I think they are great facts and I feel like we all need to get in the mood for some summer loving I have never had a holiday 
romance ever really no I definitely like I remember when I went to like Melbourne I like kissed my friend my friend um Tyson as in not my old housemate Tyson whose name is Rebecca Tyson um this other guy his guy called Tyson I kissed his friend in when I was in Melbourne when I was with my other friend Sophie who used to live there mm-hmm. but like apart from that I can't actually like I was like I don't think I've been on too many like holidays where I've been like doing that like when I went to Santorini last year with Beanie Flick the Beanie um we weren't like just we weren't I'm never in that like mood to go out and like on a holiday I don't know why I just never done it oh Fiona I have had so many holiday romances starting from my first kind of official holiday alone with my parents and by saying like I was like 12 or 13 I wasn't like out raving in Ibiza in Ireland um in Northern Ireland we have um this kind of program it's called the Gale Talk and it is the best thing in the world for teenagers it's basically when we go away to a very um rural part of Ireland and we go there for three weeks and the sole intention is to learn Irish well build on our Irish speaking abilities um but the reality is you don't go there to learn Irish you go there to like shift as many boys as possible because I went to an all-girls school where there were no boys Mm. and then you would be going to the keel talk and there'd just be like boys just like at your disposal um disposal was a wrong word and I remember going for three weeks and on each week I switched up my boyfriend and I can remember all of them the first guy was called Sean the second were they all called fucking Sean the first guy was called Sean and he was lovely the second guy was called Sean but then I found him shoplifting in a local shop and and I dumped him then on the third week I got with this fucking stud muffin called Kevin right and he was maybe 15 and I was 13 and we went to mass together because you had to do that and I remember feeling so adult because we were like just standing beside each other in mass like observing the sacraments and I just felt like I'd really made it in life so yes three holiday romances there then the infinite infamous holiday romance in Ibiza when I was 14 or 15 the dry ride I met a guy called Nigel and Nigel had the dreamiest blonde curtains I've ever seen in my whole life he was so freaking handsome and I was obsessed with him Um, and we went out on two dates he told me he loved me on the second date so a bit of a love bomber and then broke up with me the day after and got with this girl who was five years older she was like 18 or something and she had braids in her hair you know like the holiday um, (gasps) I love those yeah yeah my mom would never let me have that done and I looked at this girl and I thought oh he must be with her because she's like really cool and has plaits in her hair so yes Nigel with the blonde curtains was my first proper holiday romance I love a holiday romance Fiona oh it's the best I know I I wish I'm just trying to I'm like racking my brains I don't think I think it's because I've never I've never done I've not done too many like girls holidays or like if I have on a girls holiday um I've never really been looking for it and I also think it's because a lot of my holidays have been back to the UK because I've lived here for so long Mm -hmm. so I'm always like at home with my parents or something like I don't take like I don't do that but um but I can see the appeal. Oh my I, God. I don't think like, I could do it though. I don't think desire I could... really heats up on holiday as well. I mean, I was 15, obviously I wasn't having sex or anything, but like I was totally like snogging away and stuff and it was great. We would love to hear 
from our darling listeners. Have you had a holiday romance? Have you married somebody that you met on holiday or kind of entered into a long-term relationship? We would love to hear from you. Drop us a DM on our Instagram, lovebitespodcast underscore. I love that. So you're not back from your holiday with your holiday romance. Yes, we had the best trip, Fiona. We went to Mykonos for five days that I just adore. Have you ever been to Mykonos? No, and I was planning to go, uh, but I just, I don't have the money. I just, I don't want to spend the money. And apparently is one of the most expensive places in the world. Like we are so broke. I cannot even put into words how broke we are. We are a pair of broke ass bitches, but we spent a lot of money, but it was worth, worth every it. single penny. So for anybody that hasn't been, Mykonos is obviously a, a, a Greek island. Um, it's very easy to get to from the UK. I feel like um, like Manchester, London, there's direct flights from Ireland. It's not so easy. It took us like 20 hours to reach Mykonos no by the time we drove to Dublin because they only fly out of Dublin to Athens. Drove to Dublin, which is like two hours then to Athens, a five-hour wait in Athens, and then to Mykonos. But it's worth it. It's worth every second of the journey. We stayed in a stunning hotel. It's my fourth time in Mykonos. Um, I feel like it's brilliant for anybody that wants to like have that combination of relaxation, like amazing nightlife. Mykonos town is like the most amazing maze just to get lost in. It, it conjures a feeling in me that I have never experienced anywhere else in the world. And I know that I go there and I spend all my money and I come back home and I'm skint and I'm like so poor, but it is worth it. Then we went to Athens after for a couple of days for a friend's wedding, also staying in an amazing hotel. So if anybody wants any like, you know, if they have any Mykonos questions, drop me um, a DM. I've actually got a, a Mykonos highlight reel on my Instagram, Hungry Girl Belfast, if you want to check it out. But yeah, just loved it. Love being away. It was great for my boyfriend and I to spend. We, You know what, Fiona? Looking back on it, I think I did quite a bit of damage on that Dubai Australia month and a half away so as you know people will know I extended my trip for two weeks so it was essentially a month and a half and I extended because I was late getting to Australia because of the visa issue and then I got to Australia and I just really felt like I needed to be with my sister and my mom after so long apart um but one thing I didn't do was clear it with him And I'm not saying you have to go and like ask permission for things, but obviously a relationship is all about communication and keeping each other in the loop. And I didn't do that. And, you know, how he found out I'd extended by two weeks when he was like, okay, what time am I picking you up? And I was like, oh, actually I could stand it for two weeks. And I feel like he really felt totally inconsidered, um, which actually is a fair point. Um, Then when I came back from that trip, we were obviously... I felt quite disconnected because a month and a half, we physically hadn't seen each other. Yes, we talked on like video call like once a day or whatever, but you know, what's that? And I felt like he was kind of off with me and he had COVID and had really suffered from COVID. And I think he had a full month off work. This is the guy that hadn't had a day off work in five years. So it really 
kicked the shit out of him. He had so much pressure at work. He had a massive exam at work for a promotion that he wants so badly. He's been studying for a year. So that really mounted up. And I just said to him, you're like, what, what's up with you? Like, you're really kind of detached. And he said, you know what? I just real. it's the one time that I really needed you. And obviously I wasn't going to ask because you're out, you're doing your own thing. You've always asserted so much that your independent independence is so, is so important, but like, I really missed you and I really needed you. Um, and I'm just trying to like come to terms with that, which I'm glad he obviously told me because there's been many relationships I've been in that that feeling has been there. It's gone on express and therefore resentment is just kicked in on so many levels. So we really, in short, we really needed the holiday to reconnect. Um, we really needed the holiday to have fun with each other. I feel like life at home whether you're in Dubai, whether you're in Ireland, the UK, wherever you live in the world, life can become a little bit monotonous. And, you know, the routine can really kick the shit out of romance and spontaneity. So I really feel like it's so important to inject those things into your relationship, whether it's a night away, a staycation, a holiday, you know, planning a holiday and getting excited about it that way. And um, so we really needed the trip. Um, I am, as you know, Fiona, like such a social butterfly. I love making new friends. Like it, anybody just has to look at me and I'm like, oh my God, hi, where are you from? Like, should we go for drinks tonight? Like, I fucking love it. Like, let's add each other on Facebook and like message until the end of time. He would be a lot more of an introvert, um, a bit like socially awkward to begin with. So I've really, um, like, I've really seen him come out of his shell a little bit. He's kind of had no choice being that he's along with me but it's actually been, it was a really really good trip for us and we really needed it and Fiona please let's go to Mykonos together on oh a girl's I trip. would absolutely love to and I think that what you said just now is something that I've done quite recently which is like there's a line between asking permission and doing your own thing and then considering the other person. I did this quite recently like obviously like my relationship is a very new relationship and I just have decided I, I wasn't going to do it but then I just decided and I didn't consult or like tell him that I'm basically gone for the entire month of July I was only going to go like <coughs> a week or so and then I've decided that I'm going to go the entire month because my uh, the the lady who owns my company came to Dubai and she was like I really want you to spend more time in London uh, because you need to spend more time in London where that's where all the directors are and all that sort of thing so I was like well why don't I just come for the month of July and then I kind of like dropped to the bomb being like oh yeah I'm going for I'm going to be gone for July and I think it's like it's not about it, like kind of like what you said it's not about like you going off and doing your own thing and you have to ask permission but I think it's the way in which that communicates doing things like oh yeah I'm going for the month bye see you later rather than communicating being like these are the reasons why I'm going it's because because obviously like now like it's because I need to spend more time in London for work and also within that week I want to within that month I want to go home and spend time with my family I need I really need a holiday I haven't had a holiday since last summer so I think that if those reasons were kind of like put to him not that he was like he didn't like do anything but like I think that it's I definitely felt like he was like not maybe the most thrilled that I just like decided to like fuck off for a month without like telling him, him it's him. all about 
a bit of you know a bit of communication keeping those lines of communication yeah. open and I feel like I've kind of grown up trying to be so fiercely independent that then sometimes I'm actually verging and on inconsiderate me too I'm and like my that. ex actually um my ex used to, to tell me quite a bit that I was inconsiderate um, and I couldn't really see it I was like yeah but I'm just off doing my own thing and he's like that's fine but you have to keep me in the loop the same way if I fucked off for a month to like Bali or Thailand that I used to do all the time like you'd be pretty pissed off yeah and that's something I've definitely tried to work on and when he told me those things I felt this like defensiveness rise up inside me and I was like yeah but my sister needed me and I haven't seen them and blah 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 and actually that aside all I had to do was say I'm sorry that you felt like that and Mm. in future I'm going to keep you in the loop and that's definitely something I need to work on I did that Laura I did the exact same thing oh he wasn't super super thrilled but I was defensive and I was like well like I was told I need to be in London for, for, for work for more and like it actually turns out that because of course like I don't actually need to be in London but because in the London offices now they can only come in two days a week so actually I'm going to be at home with my parents for longer which is great and then I'll go up when I need to but like my immediate thing was like why I need to be in London because of work like why are you talking like why and it's like actually no you're right like actually it's totally fine and I'm sorry and I should have maybe told you before I made the decision I just find it difficult to say sorry and I would really when I'm working with this therapist I would really like to unpack why I have an issue with saying sorry because it's something that's reared it's reared its head on various occasions but besides from that Fiona I'm back from holiday I have eaten like a gluttonous snob snob slob um but you know what part of me as well I don't know if you feel this when you get back from your holidays like I actually relish getting back into my own routine I've realized that I'm such a creature of habit and when that routine is gone everything falls like a stack of cards everything just like I'm an all or nothing person so I like won't eat chocolate and then when I start eating chocolate I will eat the whole family size like there's no balance with me so I've just enjoyed getting back um I'm back into the gym I cannot tell you Fiona a new gym set makes you feel so much better I'm obviously wearing my El Couture I am obsessed with the untamed collection you know I wore it to death and it's the the jungle print I don't know if you have it the mm, jungle print the black one the, sorry the crocodile print in jungle green so you've got the black one right I've got the black one so I've got the um I've got the jungle green one and I wore it to the gym and I feel really good in it because at the minute I've got quite a little belly on me and it just keeps everything so tucked in and yeah people comment on it a lot and it makes me feel good so it's the best all about getting back into good healthy habits well leading on from our holiday chat I actually have a letter Okay. From a girl with the holiday chat. So I'm going to read it out now. 
Hi girls, I saw Laura has been on holiday with her boyfriend and even though I know they've been together a while, I wanted to get your thoughts. I went on holiday with my boyfriend about a month ago. We went on a gorgeous trip to Mauritius and it was the first one together. Guys, he gave me the ick so bad. Things like sweating, wanting to drink all day, didn't want to do anything fun and we clashed quite a lot. I also felt bad because I didn't want to be a nag or a dick on holiday. We came back and I can't stop thinking about the fact that he didn't tip the waiter and we really didn't seem, didn't seem to see eye to eye. What are your thoughts on this? Can I get over it? Oh God, I really feel her pain because despite us having a really, really good time together, um, I've been very honest about the snoring situation. It yeah, really, yeah, yeah. It, it honestly, it can really drive a wedge in a relationship. And when we were living to, when we lived together, we have obviously two separate. Bi- you know there's two separate bedrooms that we tend to sleep in if his snoring gets out of hand um, and I'll nudge him and I'll say you need to go to your own bedroom or if he's like had a drink and I know the snoring is going to ensue he just automatically goes there so staying in the same room together there were days that I woke up fucking furious at him like I was so angry at him and obviously it's not his fucking fault he can't help that he snores he would wake up with a bad night's sleep because I've been incessantly poking him in the ribs um, and then I would get an ear infection I'd be like you see this is because I'm wearing uh, earplugs and it's giving me an ear infection but I still hear your reverberations of your snores so I get exactly where she is coming from and I'm painting a picture of a guy in my head about, and I don't know even who wrote the letter and I certainly don't know who her boyfriend is, but I feel like he might be a bigger guy because typically people that snore are maybe like, well, he didn't say he was snoring. He was sweating. Oh, sorry. I heard snoring. Oh, maybe that was no. like me putting that into my own head. Maybe that was like a, Freud- own- a Freudian slip of yours just because you needed to rant oh about the God. snoring. But no, e- even the sweating thing as well, you know, yeah. that 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 can give somebody the ick because if she's like living back in the UK, for example, she's probably not seen that before. Um, the tipping of the waiter thing, again, when you go on holidays with somebody for the, did she say it was her first time on holidays? Yeah, yeah, it was the first time. Um, sometimes it's the first holiday is the first chance to kind of broach finances, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can live in a bit of a bubble, but then when it comes to holiday, you have to discuss things like who's going to pay for what do we split it down the middle? Do you pay for this? Do I pay for that? It kind of, it can present an opportunity for a little bit of friction. And if I went on holidays with somebody and he refused to tip the waiter, that would totally give me that. Like I completely see where this girl is coming from. Um, Fundamentally, my advice to her is you can get over the ick in that respect and it just requires a conversation. Okay, she can't go and say to him, like, you're a big fucking sweaty bastard and it really turned <laughs> me off because he kind of can't help that he sweats. But the things that, that they, yeah. they can control are the him not wanting to do things. But maybe again, he just wants to relax on his well, holiday. I think that it's um like, so my boyfriend and I had this conversation one we've already had the conversation about money we actually had that practical conversation like right at the start when we got back together really practical we told each other how much we earned and it was very like non-romantic but sometimes you need those conversations because now I know that 
we are where we are money wise and actually something that my friend did I think I mentioned this before um, because her and her boyfriends um, don't earn the same so what they do is they have a joint bank account which I don't I don't think it's like a joint one that they put together is like it's like an additional savings account that and they put money into it and they put money into it every month so that when they know they're going on holiday, they save money for the holiday in one. And then it's just one card and no one has this thing of like, oh, who's going to pay? Like, who's going to tip the waiter? It's such just a done. Good idea. It's such a good idea. I think that, um, actually, where was I going with this? I've completely forgotten. Oh my God, what was my train of thought? Oh yes, it's about the, what you like to do on holiday. Like, I like they've gone to Mauritius, right? And he obviously just wants to like, do nothing and drink all day which is totally fine whereas like me and my boyfriend we've had a very clear conversation I think it was because the Eid holiday is coming up I'm actually in the UK now so we're not doing anything I think he's going to like Bangkok with his friend but like we um we had the conversation about what we wanted to do and it's very clear that he doesn't want to go on a beach holiday one we live in Dubai so we don't really need to do it but like he doesn't want to go on a beach holiday and like sit by sit by the pool and just like do nothing whereas for me I'd absolutely love to do that he would prefer to go to like which like imagine this girl is kind of like on this realm I don't know maybe there are things to do in Mauritius as well but clearly that's what he likes to do on holiday mm-hmm. my boyfriend was like my ideal holiday would be us to go to like Italy and we drive around Italy and we're like, you know, soaking in the culture and we're drinking wine and we're like visiting things and doing all that. Yeah. Whereas I need that time of like switching off. Whereas yeah. I know now that time is going to be reserved when I go on holiday with girlfriends. Yeah. And that's great. Whereas with this, yeah. like she, he obviously doesn't want to do anything, but maybe that's how he wants to have his holiday. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, I think that also like he didn't want to do anything fun. Like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean he didn't want to do anything so fun? So I've been to things? Mauritius before and there's things like, um, you know, boat tours, they take you to like jump mm. off waterfalls, you know, that kind of element of fun. And I think the key to this is something that is so important in every relationship. Like the two most important C's are communication and compromise. 100%, you know, 100%. Really to have these conversations for her to express her frustration and say on that holiday, it really pissed me off because you just sat around and I felt like you weren't meeting my needs of having fun because that's what I need in a holiday and just coming together and also like the pair of them have to compromise a little bit he can stick to what he's doing 100 and she can stick to what she wants to do 100 otherwise they do not meet in the middle and um, and I get that and Fiona you're bang on with the finance conversation that's a conversation we actually had on this holiday that was you know slightly uncomfortable shall we say because I would be a bit more of a saver whereas he just like wants to pull it out the bag at the last minute and of course you're always leaving you know you're left feeling like you don't have enough cash and so that was definitely something that we're going to do moving forward like put in a shared um you know like a shared savings plan for holidays and what I really agree with um to touch upon what you said again is having a kitty like having an account that is just for the holiday there's one card and it's not like your money his money it's or it's not like for either of you it's like your shared couple kitty that on the holidays like everything comes out of that pot and hopefully that means there's no issues there's no resentment with somebody leaving a tip or not leaving a tip I think just doing as much as you can to minimize stress on a holiday is so important and that's definitely what we have done we've got like a we've got a holiday kitty he like keeps the card and 
it's just no drama at all I feel like holiday kitties are definitely the way forward oh it's definitely the way forward and just like communicating what you like to do on holiday beforehand because I think that a lot of people like for example like I know now that he is there's no way that he will sit on a beach with me for a week and drink cocktails like there's just no way he will be like I'm bored I want to do something I need to go play golf I need to do this that and the other Mm -hmm. so now I know like and also like it's I don't want to I don't want to not have that with him so the compromise is we're going to go on a weekend away this weekend so it's kind of like that's quite nice because it's like yeah okay you're not going to do it for a whole week but maybe we could do it for like two days of the weekend and we'll have a really nice time and then it's out my system and you can go off and like do your golf holiday and I will go with my friends and sit on the beach in Santorini for a week but you know what Fiona there's so many holidays that combine all of these things together and Mykonos for example you can lie by the beautiful beautiful pool in the hotel then you can take yourself off for a few hours into the town and like my boyfriend was in like the uh, the history museum the the naval architecture museum like he was obsessed with those I things love like that he went he's there the cutest Nicole. boy he's obsessed he's with so naval cute. history oh. and actually in athens that's all he wanted to go to was this old world world war one battleship or whatever and there's definitely holidays that you can go on that you can meld all of your interests together so to this listener i fully fully believe that that was just a temporary ick um the sweating thing i mean jesus what can he do like you, you can't know, do anything about that. But, I, I, not, but, but that's what icks are. Like that, I, this is what I mean. Like something like sweating is such a legitimate ick because it's nothing that the person can help. Like your boyfriend at the time when you got ick about his t- shoes that turned up at the, at the, like the toes like you like he couldn't help that like it's just like an ick it doesn't it doesn't impact that's why I think icks I think we need to be really clear about icks we talk about icks quite a lot and I talked about it actually on the weekend with um one of uh where my boyfriend sends I was like explaining what an ick was because he was like I think I've got an ick for this girl and I was explaining an ick is something that the person can't help and you have no rational reason why it makes you feel sick but like it just does sweating is the perfect example my boyfriend honestly is sometimes like can be the sweatiest guy ever but it does not give me the ick at all at all but I had a friend who had a boyfriend who was an extremely sweaty person and she was like I could not cope with it like I couldn't cope with it like my um and and that you can't help but I can totally see why it would give you the ick the mm-hmm. other things I actually don't think are icks the other things are, are annoyances yeah. uh, the, the the not tipping the waiter thing that's I wouldn't say there's so much as an ick because you can help that I think that it's um that the not wanting to do the same things that's a communication thing and I don't I think it's totally something you can get over because it's a conversation of what do you like doing on holiday okay let's find a holiday that can like you said melds both and when you want to just go and do this I will go off and have fun and we're going to be okay with that but we need to have fun together so let's figure out things that we can do and have fun together that we both like to enjoy fucking hell relationships are fucked guys like it's hard it's so much talking and like just chatting about shit like oh my god you have to constantly consider the other person but it's so rewarding and it's great but like fuck me like can everyone just like read each other's minds and just be done with it this girl's going to be grand this girl's going to be grand absolutely fine well thank you for that i really enjoyed that and it made me want to go on holidays so we should all do that el couture recommends what have you been reading or watching this week my little friend so my irish i I always talk about books i think in future i need i'm gonna like talk about something i'm watching but have you read the book 
Oprah Winfrey, what I know for sure. No, but I do love a bit of Oprah Winfrey, I'm not going to lie. Um, I talk about this book a lot. And you know what? I, for some reason, can't say her name correctly. Like, it, it took me longer than it should have to pronounce Oprah Winfrey's name because I just want to call her Oprah. Why is that PH? Yeah. You did, um, you, did you do that the other the yeah. other week? You did you called just, that Oprah it just Winfrey comes so naturally to me. Um, anyways, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey wrote a book and it's essentially a beautiful journal of her life lessons. Like this woman has lived a life and she has lived such a rich life and she has been on a roller coaster she hasn't had it easy she's been through her dark time she shared the light and all the rest of it and I think she's actually a really relatable character and this is a book that I've probably bought as a gift more times than any other book I probably bought it like 10 or 15 times for friends for Christmas presents birthday presents if I feel like a friend is having a tricky time I will buy them this book it's a great book to have beside your bedside bedside table in your guest bedroom on your coffee table because you open it up and it's literally like a snippet of the things that Oprah Winfrey knows for sure and they're just beautiful insightful and I felt like every time I opened up that page it like spoke to me without being really corny I felt like it really related to me at that time And you know, when you're reading a book and something resonates and you fall down the corners, Mm. like I literally did that on three quarters. I post it now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did that on three quarters of the book. So let me just read you quickly like a snippet of the things that she would write. So one of them is, you can either waltz boldly onto the stage of life and live the way you know your spirit is nudging you to, or you can sit quietly by the wall receding into the shadows of fear and self-doubt and just things like that to remind you that life is for living life is short and you just have to get out there be your own authentic self and not allow yourself to be just shackled by the fear the self-doubt the self-sabotage that we all experience to varying degrees that's just a short snippet there are hundreds of them in there and each one speaks to me so boldly and eloquently and I think she's relatable and that is a great book to buy for yourself or for a friend I love that I do love a bit of Oprah Winfrey Oprah Winfrey Winfrey. and you know another thing I really struggle with a a couple of friends have said to me why do you say it's so weird what the fuck is wrong with you and whatsapp whatsapp that's how you say it and even my boyfriend is like why do you say it like that and my neighbor actually said to me recently do you know that you say it wrong but what what am I saying wrong because it's like but you say you what you say like whatsapp what instead of whatsapp whatsapp w-h it's like what it's like what are you doing today of course because I wouldn't say to you what what are you doing what (laughs) okay what what's up oh my god that's a real struggle I know I mean babe you carry on I would I've never noticed you say it but now I'm gonna it's now I'm gonna hear it what's up what's up good Uh, stuff tell me what is your recommendation I've got uh two books same author it's like the my, my most favorite book and I came across it the other day because there is a BBC um series about it 
it is Nancy Mitford's Love in a Cold Climate and Nancy Mitford's The Pursuit of Love. It's actually um, two books. Love in a Cold Climate is the first one and then The Pursuit of Love is the second one. Um, there is a series, um, by the way, just so everyone knows, I'm absolutely obsessed with period dramas. So any period drama, I will obviously like over this recommendation segment, I will continuously recommend period dramas. But um, is this a period drama? Yeah, Love in a Cold Climate is set in the World War world war one is it no world war two um and it's basically a uh it's about it's like a coming of age story of this um girl called fanny and she why did they love to call people fanny back in the day well like also like fanny obviously like the the kind of like slang term only came like later on in life which is kind of annoying like poor poor girl um and it's basically about her and her cousin and so like fanny's um mother they called her the bolter she was like this like wild woman who would just like have like loads of husbands so basically she was brought up at um she was brought up with her cousin and all her cousins and it's basically about their life together and her like her best friend and cousin is this girl called Linda and they basically it's about them learning what love is and they grow up together learning about what love is and it's just one of those stories of like watching like and hearing about young girls like their first like when they like their debut out into society and like and then the series is with Lily James she's plays Linda and it's the most amazing book everyone needs to read it and it's about like it's basically about their life um and it's really incredible so definitely recommend I definitely read the book I think I'm a massive I'm a massive believer in reading the book first and then watching the watching the um the series sorry one more that I'm gonna also recommend just quickly because we have a bit of time is The Staircase with HBO I think it's HBO uh with Colin Firth so did you ever watch The Staircase documentary no tell me about okay watch The Staircase documentary first it's a very similar to kind of reading the book first so The Staircase the documentary is about um a man it's a murdered documentary it's about a man who basically calls the police one night because his wife has fallen down the stairs right um, and she dies and then they basically it turns into a crime scene because there's so much blood um and they basically he then goes this is not a spoiler he goes to jail uh because he's accused of murdering his wife because when they Mm -hmm. did the autopsy she didn't have a cracked skull and she had lacerations all in her skull and on her hands Mm -hmm. and it was as if she had been beaten but he was saying she fell down the stairs and like and then a lot comes out of it and basically he goes to prison for a very long time but I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna say anything but obviously like it was a really interesting one because it was one of those like unsolved mysteries did he didn't he and then um the series has just come out with Colin Firth in it and Sophie oh, Turner, I love him. one of the children um and it was just, it's basically like the 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 kind of dramatized version of the series so mm-hmm. me and my boyfriend started watching it um we've kind of like had a bit of a pause because I've been super busy and they're like hour-long episodes so you need like a binge like a binge or like have a like yeah, yeah. or like leave yourself enough time at night because like I I'm I'm a massive binger but I don't think I could watch more than one episode at a time like we watched one like the other weekend and then I needed to go and I was like I don't think I can watch another one like it's mm-hmm. quite intense so Perfect. 
really recommend it. Um, I love Colin Firth. Like, to be honest with you, the the series with Colin Firth, like the, um, it's basically the documentary, but the documentary is interesting because obviously they go into more of the kind of like court case and stuff, whereas the, the series is dramatized. So okay. like with the documentary, you get more information. So um, that is my two recommendations. I know we're only supposed to be doing one, but like, I feel like I've done for the past two weeks too, but there's just so much out there, Laura. Just can't. It can, by the way, can people find that on Netflix? No, so the, the documentary is on Netflix. The series is not. Okay. Um, but I've got Dodgy Box. So you do have a Dodgy Box. I, I have a Dodgy Box. So. Well, the recommendation from our amazing sponsor, El Couture, which is a female founded, female run activewear brand. There are two beautiful stores. And when I say beautiful, Fiona, I was blown away by how beautiful those stores were when I was in Dubai. There's one on JBR. There's one on Al Wassel. If you live in Dubai, you can get express delivery in four hours, which I did avail of twice when I was over there. If you don't live in Dubai, don't fret as they deliver globally. Your delivery will probably take a few days, give or take. But the amazing point is they cover all taxes and shipping. Don't forget to use your Love Bites code for 20% discount, which is Love Bites 20. They have recommended a book that I am actually three quarters of the way through and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. I just, ha- you know, sometimes you just can't finish a book. And mm. um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Have you read it? No tell me have you heard much about it no um do you remember we had in lockdown number one we really amped up our um book recommendation group with our dubai girlfriends yeah 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 so untamed came up quite a bit and like i said i haven't finished it so i i can't fully give you my overview but so far what i what i love about it it's a really soulful forceful read it's basically a really intimate intimate memoir and diary of this lady called Glennon Doyle but it's also a massive wake-up call for everybody to live their truth so she was a married a married woman and she came from quite a Christian background um was in quite an unhappy marriage I think there had been an affair and she kind of papered over the cracks I think she had developed quite a dependency on alcohol and she really had reached her rock bottom but on the surface she looked like the perfect wife she was like a, a public speaker so doing a lot of engagements she had beautiful children and this like stand up husband but behind the scenes she was crumbling anyways she was at a conference where she was speaking because she was before this anyways a celebrated author and this woman walked into a room and she knew there and then that she loved this woman and that she would marry this woman and literally in a room full of people I can't remember the exact words but she said something like oh my god or holy shit or oh fuck something to that extent to that measure that people actually turned around and were like what the hell are you talking about so then came a new era in her life where she realized that actually she was attracted to a woman and not only was she attracted to a woman but she fell deeply head over heels in love with this woman Um, and it talks about her 
stepping into her her own truth and how she basically had to completely destroy that old part of her life to step into something that she really loved and was right for her and as you can imagine it was a very very tricky time and I'm not a mother but I think this is a fantastic book if you have children I actually a friend of mine was having a little bit of a hard time uh, in her marriage and she um used to say to me things like I'm staying you know for kids and things like that and I highlighted quite a few paragraphs and sent it to her because this girl talks about Glennon Doyle talks about how so many women stay in unhappy relationships for the children but actually the best thing that you can do for your children is stepping out of your comfort zone and truly you know to truly do what is right for you and that teaches your children how to also do what is right for them instead of accepting less so she basically steps into this new era of her life she obviously I won't spoil it but her life totally changes on so many levels and it's just a beautiful memoir of galvanizing the importance of living your short but amazing life in the most authentic way possible I think that's so interesting about just quickly before we finish about the thing of like staying for the kids but you're super unhappy and like I'm sure like you know my parents are have been together almost 40 years now and they're like super happy and it's great but like you know I definitely feel like back in the day, that thing of I'm going to stay with the kid for the kids was probably um, talked about more because divorce yeah. wasn't so common. Whereas I feel like now it is such a common thing. You probably aren't going to be, you're, we're, I'm the minority now, of, you know, seeing yeah. parents stay together that I feel like if, I feel like if it was a case now, and I think people are more educated in doing things like doing things for yourself, we're more consumed with this self-care and self-help uh, and development. I feel like now the next generation will probably do things for themselves. for themselves because they know that it will benefit their kids later in life to not wake up with a... Um, not wake up. What am I trying to say? My mom's just messaged me saying, wake up something. And I was like, wake up? <laughs> do you ever do that? Um, like not have to be around an unhappy marriage and they get to like grow up seeing a happy marriage. And I think that that is, I think that's more important. It's, it is so important and it's, it's hard because the, your first instinct is to be like, you want to protect your children. You don't want them to go through a divorce, but actually like in the long run, it's probably, it's, if you're unhappy, you can project that onto your child much more than if you were to get out and they are, kids are malleable. Like they are, they'll, they'll get over it. Yes. I know that they'll probably have to like have some you know, counseling. It is like hard, but God, we all need counseling Absolutely. no matter what. That's my takeaway. Obviously I can't, I can't, I can't comment too much because I don't come from a divorced family. My parents are super happy. God, they've had their times, but like generally like we've grown up knowing that. So I think that that's very interesting. And I, I know for sure that I would have to, it would, I would have to really try and put myself first if I was ever in that situation. I'd find it hard, don't get me wrong. Anyway, Laura. Love you. Merci. Love you. And I love you very much. I just love looking at love, your face. And you look so you know, pretty it's today. It's so by nice the way. to look at your. Thank you. I'm, I'm wearing um, I'm wearing this dress, and uh, it whilst I was getting ready, that it's a wrap dress, and basically the inside tie broke, so I only have wrapped it from the top, and I'm literally like at every given moment, I'm basically 
Got my oh my goodness. Oh. And that dress is stunning on you, by the way. Lovely seeing you. Lovely talking to you. Love you. As always. And I will give you later. I will give you later.